Hello and welcome to episode 22 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast. I've got a very special guest helping me on this episode and please introduce yourself, special guest. Hello, I'm the special guest. I'm Sue Swallow, I'm Phil's wife. I'm an actress I'm based in London and we went on a fabulous road trip together in June 2019 to California and that's what we're going to talk about today. So, where did it all start? Well, we flew from Heathrow to LAX and we went with Air New Zealand. It's actually their flight to Auckland and it's the first leg and uh, we were well looked after. Good flight overall, pretty much on schedule. My needs were fairly standard. It was a good test because they did cater for quite a wide range of dietary needs and so you, you had some a chance to try out their offerings <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah, so I I had a I recently become pescatarian, so I don't eat meat anymore, but I do eat fish. That was difficult. There wasn't a choice for that, but I think I went for the vegan meal. I can't really remember now. And it was very nice actually, but I think next time I'd probably just go vegetarian because I was trying to be healthy, so like avoid cheese and things, but I don't think I'd do that next time. I mean, I I very much enjoyed the flight. In terms of comfort, it was super and we always try and get something with a bit more extra legroom, but actually didn't really need it. In fact, um I wear glasses or contact lenses, and normally I can see very well without them on close up. But the seat in front was so far away, I had to put my glasses on to see the telly. So that was quite funny. Um, t- one thing I will talk about is the entertainment, because that's hugely important to me, because I love films. I, I love nothing more than a long-haul flight and sitting there having a look at the entertainment. And I had recently flown with Virgin Atlantic to New York, and I found that Virgin's offering a little bit better than Air New Zealand, I have to say. There were more current releases in terms of films and things Um, I mean I found enough to watch but I was I was a little bit disappointed with that but that's the only downside for the whole flight for me and yeah as I think I mentioned the flight was generally on time which is always good Uh, getting through LAX was uh, a bit of a challenge I I think it was about two hours I think that's an understatement (laughs) Phil it was about two hours from getting off the plane until we could walk out the airport, pick up our shuttle to the hotel. And it was quite surprising because there were lots of people marshalling you through. Uh, There were the usual modern touchscreen, you know, where you present your passport. And it kind of had an air of efficiency, Uh, (laughs) but it wasn't. It was just obviously a lot of people. It's a big international airport. Snaking queues, basically. And you sort of queued for one bit and then got into that bit and then queued for another bit. And it, it was quite horrendous. And I think what was disappointing was that a lot of perhaps older and more infirm people just having to stand. And I mean, I have a bit of a bad back and standing for that that amount of time was a a lot. Yeah, so not great. But actually, when we got outside the airport, didn't have to wait too long. And because this was 9.30 local time, p.m., uh, we chose, we'd already made that decision in advance, didn't really want to pick up a car hire at that time of night and start our drive up uh, Highway 1. So we'd already booked a hotel, one of the classic airport hotels. It was the Embassy Suites, I think. Um, And it was well organised. This shuttle bus comes along. They serve two or three different hotels and it really didn't take long for the drop-off. And overall, it was a pretty good hotel. I mean, it was... Oh, it was very nice, actually. It was probably the best one we had out of all of the hotels because we stayed in some smaller ones along the way just to sort of save a few pennies here and there. And you don't really need anything massive. And sometimes it wasn't the choice in some of the more out-of-the-way places. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it was was the classic airport hotel. You know, they're they're kind of standard do-a-job conferences and all that sort of stuff. Good breakfast, uh, though. Excellent breakfast. Very good breakfast. I think it was LAX, uh, Embassy Suites North, I think we were in, but... Very good. So, so worth bearing, that. yeah, worth bearing that in mind. And from there, we took a, an Uber just to the car hire place, which was Alamo. Um, that was superb. Uh, I would thoroughly recommend their services. Really, quite quick to go through the touchscreen booking. I mean, we'd already booked it through Expedia. Pretty much the whole trip was booked, booked through Expedia, so knew in advance the class of car. And basically, once you've gone through and done your registration, they just say, "Well, look, there's your bay of cars over there." Keys are in each one, try it which one you like, and then fill in the final bit uh, just as you leave the gate. 
Um, and we tried a few. Um, Couldn't fit the suitcases in one, so that one, uh-uh. But actually, that's one of the best things, that you can try it to see if your cases fit in. Uh, so we, we found that was really good. And we weren't under a massive time pressure, but Sue pulled a master stroke by ensuring we hung around a bit because cars were coming and going, and so we ended up with a pretty good one, didn't really we? Really nice one, actually. Sort of top of the range, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, a Nissan... Murano. Murano. Mm. Yeah, it was their um, Platinum, That's which... So one of the things that I'd said I didn't want uh, in the registration scheme when we first arrived there was the sat-nav because we could use our phones. Um, the sat-nav was built into this car, so I, I was just being me, worried that they might suddenly <laughs> put a $200 charge on or something. No, they uh, were just going to put two bits of sticky tape across it. Yeah, so do, do not, not use. use. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, we checked with the guy at the gate. He said, no, it's part of the car. Carry on, fill your boots. And it was sat-nav with Apple CarPlay as well. And uh, it was good to have that as an option. And we were obviously, Sue was very good uh, navigation role by always having that second view of what the sat-nav's telling us so we could kind of tell which direction we wanted to go, whether we wanted to do a slight detour. So we had had two ways of finding our various destinations on the way, and that, that worked really well. On a personal level, I think for me, I, I'm glad we did have the sat-nav. And I think if I went again, I would persuade Phil that that was one thing that was worth having in the car. I found quite a lot of pressure on me having it as a backup and having to look a lot um, at my phone and draining the battery and all the rest of it but I just think having the sat nav is, is a really good idea yeah and then we were off so mm. this was late morning on the Monday Monday the 3rd of June and uh, usual thing you, you kind of need a few things to get used to the car signage um, I'd driven in America before so I knew what to expect and uh, we headed off up Highway 1. I mean, it's it's pretty well signposted. Uh, they have this kind of, it, it looks a bit like an upside-down shield uh, with the number one on it um, across Highway 1. It actually is a shovel from, uh, goes back to the gold times, gold mining days. Gold rush. Gold rush, uh, that's the term. And uh, it's it, so it's quite good because you know that if you're seeing a sign that way around, it's got number one on it, you're on the right road. And we headed up Highway 1, travelling north. Um, and, you know, quite early on, well, we went through a place that we were later going to stay in towards the end of the holiday. Um, and we we went through the, the sort of places that you kind of seen and heard of, the Malibus and Ventura Highway and Santa Barbara, um, and quite easily got into the the rhythm of it really yeah because it is such a well-known route and well-driven route i think one of the things is it hadn't long reopened because they do have a lot of landslides along um highway one so if you're going to go it's worth checking because some people we knew had to take huge detours but we were really lucky as the whole road was open and we, we were able to sort of just go through weren't we but um there, there are sort of net there is netting across in certain places where the rocks come down and because going north we were obviously on the right side of the road so uh, we were right close to that but it was yeah it was good it does go inland more than i thought it would i think yeah but you know, in general, it was a fairly straightforward drive. The the you know the speed controls were many and varied. But you know, you never you never have an opportunity to really go fast. And we knew that that was going to be a, a fair chunk of miles to go up to our first stop. In fact, we didn't we didn't really stop for a bite to eat. We'd had a good breakfast. I think we just pulled over at a rest area, didn't we? Um, in a state park, because I remember seeing the sign about danger of rattlesnakes. Um, that was that was where we did actually encounter a slight problem with the wildlife. No, that was a bit further. Oh, on. was it? Yeah, oh, that well, was the we'll fuel come, stop. We'll, we'll come back we'll, to we'll that. We'll come to that. You know, we whetted your appetite for that one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we we headed up and got. I think it was probably mid afternoon. So it's probably yeah. about Late. five hours yeah, on the road, four yeah. to five hours uh, to Morrow Bay, um, which is uh, it's got a connection in terms of uh, one of its main features with Gibraltar. 
It's got a great big rock called Morrow Rock, which looks like the Rock of Gibraltar, but it's much smaller. So I, I really liked it there, actually. It was, it was so different to how I imagined it, because um, on, on the coast there, you get a lot of this mist coming in. And when we got there, we could see the rock in all its glory, and it was sunny, and we, we went and had a meal. Um, and there was this wonderful a cacophony of sea lions um, having a great old song and sing and dance sort of thing at the just off out into the harbour um, and so we had a nice meal and we looked at the rock and all the rest of it but it went very misty so in the morning when we woke up there was this great mist hanging over the rock and you couldn't see it and it reminded me of a it almost reminded me of how I think a, a sort of Stephen King novel in somewhere like Maine or somewhere like that so uh, you know the Stephen King when it's sort of misty and they're on the sea and there's the uh, the thing coming through the fog I think it is called the fog or that might be someone else who anyway it was atmospheric let's say and very different to what I sort of saw California as being because it wasn't all beachy it was this harbour and whereas in England in June when you wake up in the morning you get the dawn chorus of the birds this was the dawn chorus of the sea lions and they were all swimming in the uh, in the harbour around the boats weren't they Phil yeah. and, and it was just so well, it was just so lovely because it's not something we see I mean you know here we have foxes badgers and squirrels and you know just seeing sea lions just being out and about um going about their business and having a gay old time it was just brilliant wasn't it yeah, so we it, it was a quite a small town. I mean, it was in style. It was probably fairly similar to what you might see in a UK resort. Uh, temperature was reasonable, not mm. not warm. But yeah, as you mentioned the fog, they call it the June gloom. That's it. Uh, and it was uh, something we saw quite a lot on the way. But yeah, we had a bite to eat in a reasonable sort of pub place. wasn't terrific, but it was okay. Our and, first uh, kind of introduction to American dinners. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and we stayed at the uh, Embarcadero Inn and Suites. Embarcadero. Uh, there's probably a better yeah. way of saying it. Uh, which was very comfortable. Very um, good, actually, wasn't it? It was yeah. like a little suites, done up quite nice, sort of colonial kind of feel. and Yeah, and nice, friendly people. And, you know, we had a good night's sleep. Following morning, we had what was to become a fairly standard fairly unhealthy breakfast of sort of wrapped pastries and you know cereals here and there and a bit of coffee but yeah it was okay it was enough to fuel us up um before we uh before we hit the road so day two well technically day three but day two on the road uh one of the first things i wanted to do was to fuel up the car because we got through quite a bit so we'd hit the road and then we just saw this fairly nice looking town called i think cambria and went in there filled up the car, got a couple of snacks. Um, I went back to the car. Sue just popped in to, to get a couple of bits. Of I think I went to break. the loo, actually. Cause, yeah, yeah I mean, they, comfort break. Yeah, com sorry, comfort bathroom, break, bathroom uh, whatever break. You, whatever you want to call but, it. And then I heard this strange noise. Well, so I, I it wasn't me going to the toilet. Thank you very much, Phil. Mm -hmm. I finished my bathroom break and I was um, admiring uh, some of the snacks that were on offer. And I came out and there was a bird and it was a beautiful little bird. And I later found out it was just a Cobra Garden blackbird. It did have a special name, but it was just a black something blackbird. And it was very sweet. And I thought, oh, gosh, look at that. That's very tame. And he was very close to me. And I thought, oh, I'm going to take a photograph of him. So I got my phone cam my camera out, which was a phone. Sorry. I got my iPhone out. And I have it in a bright orange case. Now, I don't know if it took exception to that, but I sort of went to take a photo and it swooped down and I thought, oh, I say, very tame, isn't he sweet? And then went to take a picture. The next thing I knew, I felt pecking on my back um, and I thought, oh, what's that? Realised he was actually attacking me. So I started to run back towards the car. Then he was biting my hair and my head. Um, so I started to shriek, which is the noise that Phil um, heard. So he's in the car thinking, I hope that's... I, I was, yes, just kind of hoping it wasn't Sue. Uh, <laughs> but then looking in the mirror, saw that it was like a scene from a very bad B movie. No, well, no, like a scene from The Birds. Okay. It was. Well, and the birds oh, was filmed just up the road from there. Well, so there you go. Hitchcock knew something. And it was just seriously, a blackbird attacked me. 
So that was uh, that was the drama. I, I, I laughed. I hope there were some locals looking on. I think uh, there I'm were. Sure I, I was actually through. laughing because I, I, that's never happened to me before and it was the most bizarre thing. And it watched us drive away. It flew up to the roof and it just watched until we'd gone. It would Seriously, if I got out, it would have come straight for me. <laughs> So uh so that was that was a bit of fun. We then got on the road again. I think for me the second leg of that trip uh as we were going up the coast a bit more picturesque, a bit more of the classic mm. um scenery that you see of of the Pacific and the the waves lapping in. Uh we still had some of the dune gloom, uh but the actual landscape and some of the countryside was really really nice. Uh so we went towards San Simeon. And we went to an elephant seals colony, which was a really great stop. So you just pull in on the side of the road and everyone does it because they're going well up and down signposted, highway one. Yeah. Very well signposted and absolutely you have to stop. Um, and in June when we went, they were all molting. So they looked a bit raggedy because mm. they sort of bits all over, you know, fur coming off. But they're just loads of them laying out and um, it's just fabulous. And it was so wonderful to see them up close, wasn't it? Yeah. Big blubbery things. I, I would add, obviously, this is Phil's Photography Journey podcast. Uh, I do travel <laughs> photography. So, you know, we, we publish some stuff on my site um, and, and on my website, uh, my Facebook page. We will be doing a video for YouTube in due course. Uh, it's kind of in edit, uh, but we thought we'd give you this flavour just as a as an extra medium to uh, to hear about our journey. So we carried on um, up Highway One. There was Bixby Bridge, which I wanted to kind of stop and take a look at, but there were loads of roadworks going on around there, so you could just about go over it, and that was it. So we had to let that one go, and uh, and then we we ended up in our second or third i'm not i'm not going to do this second third fourth because it would get very confusing our next stop which was in the beautiful town of carmel or is it a city but anyway carmel famous for uh clint eastwood who was the mayor once upon a time and uh we checked in at a and b there so we went from hotel mm. to B&B for that one and uh so what what did you think of carmel I thought Carmel was very quaint, very pretty. I think if I did it again, I would say maybe have one night in Carmel and one night in Monterey because we didn't have long in Carmel. We we sort of had the evening, really, and then, you know, no time much, or the afternoon, the evening, and then obviously we were off the next day. And it's really pretty. It's very, it's full of designer, bijou, little boutiques and independent shops. Um, and it's very easy to walk around. It's not, again, how one might imagine a, a, a traditional or big american town to be so it's really quaint mm. and obviously a lot of money there and you yeah. know it's a, a sort of a well-to-do place and we watched the sunset and everything um but i did i liked it a lot but i think the next morning we thought well because it was a toss-up do we stay in monterey or carmel and we chose carmel i think possibly because of what was available but when we drove through monterey the next day and monterey is sort of round about where um john steinbeck set mice from of mice and men and so it, it's got a massive sort of working class feel and it's the cannery cannery row and it's really famous for that and and there just seemed to be a little more going on and perhaps a bit more historical importance so i would say i'm not saying one is better than the other but i think if we'd have had more time i perhaps would have done two nights in that area um, or maybe even driven through Carmel but stayed in Monterey so I think you know depends on what you like but do your research yeah I'd agree uh, I enjoyed Carmel um, it, it was interesting that they had the full range of the designer stores but they're all quite small scale compared with what you might see in one of the main shopping centers over here in the UK but uh, but I think you could pretty much say that you've done it you know, we went there, we had a meal, we wandered around the town and did a bit of people watching and, and uh, people were very friendly. Uh, but I don't think we would have needed to go there again. And yeah, certainly, as Sue said, Monterey, a bit more famous, you've got an aquarium there, which, you know, people recommended lots of things on the trip. The aquarium was one of them, but we just didn't have the time for it. Uh, so I think we would find a way next time we're going to Monterey. And it wasn't in distance terms, probably only a couple of miles, something like that, really wasn't that far away. Um mm. But it, it, but it was very good. And I think one of the things uh, we we probably need to cover also um, was the the evening that we stayed in Carmel. We went around 17-mile drive. Oh, gosh, so, uh, yes. That's so one that's, of the highlights of the trip. Yeah, so you've got the... Um, it's the Monterey Peninsula, so it's Pebble Beach. Golf Links is quite famous. I'm a, I'm a keen golfer. 
Um, the US Open it was played there this year, and they were doing a lot of setup there. But you can buy a ticket for a few dollars, ten dollars or something like that, and you just follow a route round seventeen mile drive, and there are various places that you can pull over. You can see some fantastic real estate, wonderful views. Obviously, you do touch the golf course at, or golf courses at various different times. Um, but it was just nice. It was that long sunset period that you get in in June. And uh, I think we really enjoyed, didn't we, Sue, pulling over and oh, just enjoying it. some I of the It was one of the most waves. beautiful places I think I've ever been to. And I've mm. been to some beautiful places. But I think for me, the highlight was one of the highlights of my trip there. Um, and Phil didn't believe me at first because he always says, oh, are you sure? I'm yes. still not sure. Yeah, still not sure. But it was, I tell you, I tell you it was, was there were otters, sea otters. And so there was this wonderful bay and we pulled over and it's just so peaceful. And it was, say, Phil said it was sunset and the Pacific Ocean, the waves are crashing, and these little sea otters, just close your eyes now and imagine them, you know, where they lay on their back and they eat their fish and they rub their little noses, obviously I'm doing it and you can't see me, and they kind of so cute, you just want to eat them up, um, and they were sea otters, little family of them, and there were seals, and oh, it was just so gorgeous. And we saw it in its glory because there was no June gloom, I mean, that does tend to lift, and uh, I was certainly very pleased that we were able to get the quality of light to enjoy that and it was just peaceful tranquil there's family groups and couples going around there and some people just literally pulled up popped up wandered on the beach where you've got the people have arranged the, the stones in patterns and piled on one another on the beach and seagulls just hopping around it's just really nice you could you could quite happily spend the whole evening there just relaxing and i would imagine if you needed to take some time out to to chill if you've got some stresses and strains, you know, in your life, God, just go down there. It'd be fantastic. So that, that just was really enjoyable. Just nip across then next time oh, I'm feeling a bit fed up I was kind of referring you. to the locals. Oh, but yeah. sorry. Yeah. yeah, that would never happen. Okay. So that was that was uh, Carmel and Monterey. So so just to recap after our night in the B&B, it was a very compact B&B. Oh, it was compact. Beautiful breakfast. They delivered a breakfast basket. So it was the Monte Verde Inn, uh, but they delivered this Really nice breakfast, yeah. uh, probably the best, one of the best ones we had on the trip. And uh, that was good. It was a uh, thoughtful breakfast. It was a very thoughtful It was breakfast. a very thoughtful breakfast. It was a wrapped up bagel. One was a bagel and cream cheese and one was a bagel and something else. And some egg. And, and some... there was egg and there was um, apples, fruit. Juice. Was, and, yeah, and juice. Yeah. It was really sweetly done. And uh, that set us on our way. So that, that trip uh, from Carmel, it was from then the big one over to San Francisco. So, uh, mo you know, we'd, we'd worked out in advance what we felt was a reasonable amount of travel time per day. And you do have to, you, you don't want to be on the road from sort of, you know, eight in the morning till mm. six at night. You know, some of the hotels didn't have a check-in until sort of 4 p.m. So you kind of factor that in. Very important to check that, actually, yeah. because we didn't check that and we didn't realise so a lot of them were four o'clock. So... Um, and, and the way I did it was I would literally put one town in to the next one and Phil had sort of said roughly where he might want to stay and sort of see, well, how many hours driving is that? But uh, we did a similar trip on the East Coast and I would say the timing there was more accurate than perhaps the timing in on the West Coast because to I'd say, I'd say add an hour onto everything, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it ended up being that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, that... That was a, a fair trek uh, because it involved going down into the the liveliness that is Silicon Valley. Uh, I think Apple actually had an event on that week, so that may have added to it. But yeah, so driving down through San Jose. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to, to cover off was to aim to visit a few of the key sites in Silicon Valley. But of course, time and reality take over. But we at least did see... The main ones I wanted to see, which was Apple's current campus and their original campus, at Infinite Loop. And we did some shopping and we had a nice coffee and it was much hotter there. It was about in the 80s. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in Fahrenheit because we're in America. It? Yeah, because the temperature had been kind of quite temperate yeah, up to then. 60, we got 70s. out of the car and it was like a blast furnace. I've got a very nice picture of Mr. Swallow looking very smug outside number one Infinite Loop with his Apple Pay. Yes, and uh, the final sort of stop on that trip before we uh, we headed up to San Francisco was uh, a visit to the house uh, where 
Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak in the garage of that house built the first Apple computer. And uh, apparently they don't mind you sort of stopping over and as long as you don't mm. tread all over the house. And <laughs> someone did come to the door while we were there to answer to the gardener's garden team, whatever they were. But anyway, I couldn't see. Apparently Steve Jobs' sister lives there now. And then that was it. We decided to not try and fit in Google, Facebook and any any others. And we headed out of town. Um, and it was a lively drive. So when we were going up past the airports and heading up into San Francisco itself, the traffic was mm. heavy. I mean, it was moving. It wasn't complete, log, you know, log jam. Uh, we were there probably about mid-afternoon, Sue. It was about three-ish, something yeah, like that most by the of time our, we got there. most of our arrivals were around about that time. Yeah, and to be fair, once we got into the city... Um, and obviously, uh, more roadworks, uh, probably like any city, there's always something going on. Uh, we It didn't take that long, really, just to navigate our way up to our stay, which was at the Knob Hill Motor Inn. And I picked, I know it's an odd place name, but it is what it is. Um, and I picked it mainly because it was free parking, because apparently the parking in San Francisco is ridiculous Look, price. Hang on, do we just stop a minute there? You, Phil picked all of the hotels that could only have free parking, yeah. which is why we were limited with some of our choices. So let's you know. So I was under the instruction to find a hotel with free parking, but anyway, it was a very interesting place. Um, it was it was a bit of a oh how can I put this without being rude about it? I wouldn't call it seedy. I wouldn't call it run down, but it was basic. And if you've ever watched some programs, anyone who's watched My Name Is Earl where they used to live in the motel. It was just like that. So it's a very stereotypical motel. But it was clean and the room was large. And it was also in a really nice part of San Francisco. And so I would say it's definitely worth considering because it was in a really kind of nice sort of bohemian-y type sort of place. Uh, no sort of, um, not sort of high crime levels or any kind of, or, it didn't feel uncomfortable no. there at all. Polk We're Street area or Polk Street. P O L K. Yeah, Polk Street. That was the area. So, <clears throat> and you could get to most places from there quite easily, and there were trams, and you could walk. I mean, we did a bit of walking. So, after a breakfast on the first morning of our stay at Knob Hill, breakfast being coffee from the coffee machine, which actually wasn't bad in the reception area, and they, I think they deliver trays of pastries. So, you just grab a and it, would, it did vary because some days it would be fresh, and other days it would be pre packaged. Yeah. You know, Costco type things. But we're not being ungrateful. No, we're you know, not. We, but it's just they do say come to breakfast. and yeah. It was quite cheap. Yeah. So we decided to have a walk and it was quite a long walk down to Union Square mm. uh, because we wanted to get the full tram experience. Uh, so Cable car. Cable car. Cable car. Mm. You're right. It's cable car. Uh, cable car experience. Um, so we went down to Union Square. You have to go to a kiosk to buy your ticket. And then you have to wait in line. It didn't take that long. There's comings and goings all the time. And you get chatting to people, so it's quite fun. Uh, but that was an experience, wasn't it? So people it, clinging on to the outside oh, of it and rattling along like through the streets. And they do, if they cling on the outside, they can block your view if you're sitting on the side. But yeah, you have to be, you have to keep your wits about you. Um, and there are, there's two different routes. Um, and if you want one of the best routes, I can't remember which one it is, but make sure you do your research as to which route you take because um, there's one that's slightly better than the other. So that, that took us down to sort of Fisherman's Wharf, mm. Pier 39 area, got a first view of Alcatraz, and uh, we just spent some time wandering and exploring and taking it all in yeah. uh, on that on that particular day, there's a bite a, to eat. And we went to the museum. There's a great museum uh, which has got all the old slot-operated... Uh, games and and they're really old ones yeah. you know so you've got like the laughing policeman type thing and um the the for those of you that have seen the film big um i can't remember what his name was but it was uh, zoltan that's it zoltan fortune teller and they all work so you can put your money in and they all light up and they do things and uh, and that was that's and it's free and mm. it's on the pier that's definitely worth seeing yeah so we spent some time there, taking it all in, did a walk uh, along and um, obviously taking pictures, all that kind of stuff that you do when you're on holiday. And uh, then we headed back uh, and then in the evening we went out for a bit of sunset photography. So we took an Uber down to the front because I wanted to catch the sunset looking out onto Golden Gate Bridge. And that actually was, I suppose, one regret. We didn't get close to the bridge, uh, obviously 
that was just down to the time we had. We probably should have taken the extra day. But uh, I, I enjoyed that. Got some got some shots that I was happy with. And after the second night in Nob Hill, we had pre-booked a recommendation. If you want to tra- travel to Alcatraz, book in advance. I think I booked in early May. Uh, slots become available and obviously they fill up. And we went for the first visit of the day. So it was the 8.45 crossing and uh, Alcatraz Sioux, someplace. <laughs> oh, so... Uh, that's another real highlight of the trip i think you know i i knew it was going to be great but just going there and seeing it uh it was better than i thought it was going to be so you know you obviously you get a tour you can go around the cells and you read some of the history and i would i would recommend the audio tour um yeah, because it was, it was really good and it and you've actually got real um prison officers speaking you've got real inmates talking they've recorded them and they're telling you all about the you know what happened and they tell you all about the escapes and you know they don't really know whether people made it or not and it was it was really just really really great and um phil managed to lose me he says it wasn't deliberate but uh i was waiting for him outside the uh building as he was taking photographs and he walked straight past me and carried on and in fact had got virtually to the end before he realized he'd lost me and then when we got all the pictures back uh up later he'd actually taken a photograph with me in it but still managed to walk past me and leave me in alcatraz these things happen in the cut and thrust of a of a holiday once we uh, got back from our trip we had a drink had a wander around again and then we did a bit more walking uh, and we we found, uh, by some chance, Swenson's Ice Cream Parlour, which has been there for many years. I think it was a Canadian company originally and they had them in various places. But it was just, it was a great old fashioned place. The ice cream was wonderful. And that was that helped us to walk back to the hotel after a long day. That was a, that was a walk and a half though, because yeah. it is obviously, as you know, up, down, up, down. Was that the day we went to see... Lombardy Street. Uh, Lombard Street. Lombard was the Street. Previous day. Yeah, previous day. Oh. Yeah, so. Well, you know the zigzaggy one. Yeah, that one. Yeah, we went and saw that one. We weren't far. That wasn't far from the hotel. They, yeah. All the days have got jumbled into one yeah. now. But you, you get the idea. We yeah. saw the. the we the did. Sites. We did what we were supposed to do. And then um, in the evening we went on a a walk um, again in the Polk Street area, different direction this time. Uh, went to to get a bite to eat at a really nice Thai restaurant. Prior to that, we we noticed uh, a rather large line forming outside the Swan Oyster Depot, uh, which I looked up subsequently because I thought, well, this this must be a, a real place on the map. And apparently it was built in 1903 and uh, very famous. It's the place to go to if you like oysters. Uh, we didn't we didn't partake. So that was San Francisco. We got up very early the following morning to head across the whatever bridge it was but it was towards Oakland uh, because this is going inland so we'd been on the coast from LA landing staying at Morro Bay staying at Carmel um, and even San Francisco it's all kind of coastal related and now we were starting to go inland and the stop that we were aiming for was Mariposa which is a gold mining town we knew we'd get there early and we just whizzed through it's probably one of the fastest trips of the mm. or sub trips of the trip of course we got there and we knew our hotel room wouldn't be ready for about five hours which wasn't the end of the world so we could enjoy the town and uh, and it was a great town loads of history friendly people terrific museum terrific so it's quite a tiny town a lot of the buildings are the originals and and it, it, you do you are transported back to the kind of wild west and the films you've seen with the uh, shops with the sort of verandas and the old sort of saloon and that sort of thing so nice shops um, and then as Phil said the museum um, it, and I think for me what was so lovely about this trip was I've never been anywhere like this so I, I love history I'm really interested in history and we've been to America before and seen different history and a lot of the history on the east coast is all about the settlers and you know the people the pilgrims coming over and all that this was you know the gold rush the wild west kind of thing and um you know museums dedicated to saddles and stuff like that or whatever and, and mail coat coat what do, you, what do they call them coat 
male coaches. Male but coaches. I thought that was San Diego. It was, but I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Oh, in general. In yes. general, yeah. yes, yes. I'm giving you a that, teaser gonna, then for what we're going to come edit. To. He's going to edit that bit. I'm going to get edited. Like I, I don't expect I'll even be on this. Be a three minute yeah. podcast. Be, oh, on. my special guest went home. And uh, Mariposa, we went to the museum fascinating really nice woman and it's full of old stuff from you know that and they'd had a lot a, a whole shop um transported there um from and it was exactly how it had been left when it was closed up in 1930 i think yeah, she said like that, yeah. and it had stuff going back for years and it was very good so if you if you if you're going to yosemite which is where the it was our base it's a good base for yosemite it's a bit of a drive away which we will talk about but it is a good base for going there and we stayed at the you want to talk about where we stayed it was mariposa lodge yeah there's not a lot of choice in mariposa quite hot there so we would mm. again you're moving inland, you're really getting the heat. But aircon was a feature, so that's that's all good. We set off at about I think six thirty the following morning. So this is a weekend. This was this was a, a Sunday, and to go to Yosemite. To go to Yosemite, it was highly recommended. Just get there early, get parked up, and then just use the shuttle buses to get around. And uh, so we 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 did that. It wasn't that many cars going along. We enjoyed the merced river and the rapids and the, the nature of that it's a very dramatic river in places i think that's also because they'd had a lot of uh snow that mm. year so the and we went at the beginning of june which is when it's all melting and coming down from the mountains so yeah. it was particularly spectacular i think but pulling into yosemite was something else actually one thing i would say that that just prior to that in terms of admission to the parks so when we were in Mariposa, passing time until we could get into our room, we visited the uh, the tourist centre or visitor centre and one of the park rangers was there and she said, well, do you plan to visit any other parks while you're here? And we said, well, yes. So she said, well, if you get this, which costs, I think, $80. $80. It's an annual pass. Use it as many times as you like on any of the national parks. So not the state ones, but the national ones. So because of our plans to go to three, we already... Save your money. Yeah. So that was good. So we had our ticket. We didn't need to worry too much about that. So driving in, you just see the whole valley floor open out. You see El Capitan. We parked up in a really great central parking spot and just enjoyed our walk around. We saw the sights. It's obviously a very visual place, so a lot of it won't work on podcast, but (laughs) you need to see it on that medium. But it, it was just stunning and literally breathtaking. Great that you can just take the minibus to go uh, around. I mean, obviously, yeah, you needed to queue sometimes or, or lo- wait in line, but it wasn't the end of the world. It was, you know, if you wanted to, it, you could hike, as many did. One of the things I was pleasantly surprised at was that the food. So we we didn't take a lunch with us or anything. We did. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh, oh we did. Apologies. We <laughs> no, did. we went shopping the night before and we found, <laughs> I'll tell you what we had. We had wraps. Because I'm not eating oh, meat yes. now. We had wraps and we had craft cheese slices with, and I had pickle in mine, and literally squished into these wraps. It was a it was strange different. lunch, but it was okay. But we still and Cheetos. had yeah, we still had some food in the park, and it was yeah, good. It was for good park food. Because yeah. some some people said, "Oh, don't go there," and there isn't much choice. There was. It and was very busy, were, were and the prices were okay. Um, so yeah, you, you know, you don't have to take your own food, and you have to be careful because you can't leave it in your car overnight. I mean, it's not so bad in the day, but then if it's hot, you won't want to. But you have to be careful because of the bears. Yeah, because they smell the food, and they come looking for it. So we had a good day there so i just want to say one bit with i was really i don't do well in the heat so um i was finding it a bit much it was very warm because obviously in the valley and phil had gone off to take some photos and we were stopped near el capitan and i we'd watched free solo um recently uh, or just before we went which if anyone doesn't know about it, it's a guy who climbs it with no ropes or anything worth watching so we, I was looking through the binoculars, again, definitely worth taking binoculars, and watching the climbers on El Capitan. And you really have to train your eye to spot them. But they, you can see these tiny little figures climbing up the mountains, uh, this El Capitan, and it's absolutely incredible. And that was one of my favourite bits, really, being able to watch them. And at, at first, you think there's no one on there, I can't see them. And then the more you get used to it, it's worth waiting. You start to see them moving. And you could also see there was one spot... Where 
where they'd left their sleeping bag and that for the night you know they sort of and it was just I thought we haven't moved very far and then I realized they weren't people it was their like bed for the night and sort of a base camp um but that's definitely worth having a look at yeah and I think um overall though it is such a stunning place uh, Yosemite people say that in New York you can't take a bad photo I would say it's the same in Yosemite you know point your camera or your phone anywhere you'll take a great photo but it was a good long day there obviously then you got the hour back to the hotel and then the following day we did it again but we aimed for Glacier Point this time so that was as well as the entrance into the park itself you branch off and take a huge climb but this was this was well worth it there was actually snow on the side of the roads mm, in various right places top. climbing up there just one thing about that um when if you're going to yosemite it's got lots of different entrances and mariposa is really good for the south entrance and yeah. you can get to um glacier point from there as well as the valley do be aware of where you're going to go um, and look up because on the other side of the park there's only one way of getting in and that is often covered in snow until late june and in fact in or rather late may early june and this year there was so much snow it only opened the day after we got there or something it was was it's it still closed well no it was June. still closed it, may have still been closed it was still when closed we when we were in yosemite and that was actually where we wanted to come in originally tioga pass yes there? that's it tioga yeah. pass so do do be aware and if you depending on when you're traveling be really really read up on it but mariposa going up to the south is is definitely a really good entrance and the advantage of that as well as glacier point which we we get stunning views of of the whole valley again and half dome which is one of the other famous peaks but you can also get a stop off point on the way up there a tunnel view which is one of the famous Ansel Adams views where you literally look through this kind of valley floor where you've got El Capitan on the left half dome in the distance on the right you can see the falls it's just magical and the light wasn't brilliant then but it was okay to get reasonable photos that kind of capped it off in many ways and it was it was just such a beautiful visit loved every minute of yosemite uh would definitely go back there again but as sue said you know that, that's that's a good tip to bear in mind and you know the the 395 which is a uh, the road that runs sort of parallel with the, the sierra nevada mountains on the east side i think it's quite popular because people use that if they're going to drop down I from say lake tahoe to death valley or something yeah sorry it's been voted as one of the most scenic routes in in america or something and we really wanted to go down it but you know it it is what it is Um, and we still saw plenty of scenic things anyway so so onwards then uh next leg of our trip was to move further south still taken in the parks because the park's kind of huge part of the mountain range The, the next main park to visit was sequoia we were we were a bit nearer to the entrance here um, and we stayed at the Comfort Inns, Inn and Suites at Three Rivers, uh, which is a, it was a kind of fairly modern hotel. It, it did a job again, immensely hot, over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And it was, the Three Rivers is even smaller than Mariposa. But, um, and really probably the only reason someone would go there would be so that they could go to see the Sequoia National Park. And Sequoia's got one, one main famous tree, the General Sherman. But widest tree in the world. Widest tree in the world. But it was... Uh, I don't know. It's a. It was quite peaceful. It had some really nice natural smells there, the pine and the needles and all that sort of stuff. Really enjoyed Sequoia. We saw a, a very big bug that landed on our windscreen on the car, and we got some pictures of that, which are, are found their way online. But overall, I think you know, still lots to see. It's these parks are huge, beautiful you know, meadows, yeah. and with all the trees around it. We had a lovely walk around the meadow didn't see any bears um you really have to get up early to see the wildlife so we didn't see any bears we did see though and actually this is going back to yosemite we did see something rather interesting so i was looking for bears in the woods i think there's a joke about bears in the woods or something but we won't talk about that so i'm looking for bears in the woods and i'm peering along and all of a sudden there's a great big exclamation from phil and i thought something had run out on the road or he suddenly remembered that you know he left the gas on at home or something and it wasn't that he said oh, i've just seen this massive thing and what what had you seen phil well it it, it turned out it was a tarantula I suppose it took me by surprise really it was this huge body of this thing scurrying along oh, and i don't know if it was scurrying too much but it it, it was most certainly that so yeah, so yeah well, we looked it up. i know well phil <laughs> said oh i really hope i didn't hit it and i was like 
okay. No, I mean obviously I don't I want to say to... hit it, squash it, squash it. <laughs> um, I mean I'm not I'm not a fan of spiders, so I kind of but half of me wished I'd seen it, you know. But yeah, it was a tarantula, and we didn't realise until we got back and we googled. They do at, they do live in California. They're quite common there. Anyway, back to sequoia. If you want to catch the wildlife, catch the bears. You need to go out really early, and some of the big meadows are a good place to catch the bears. I was a bit disappointed we didn't see one, um, but then I probably would have screamed and run away, and so it might have all ended in disaster anyway. That was Sequoia, and then it was a, a case of hitting the road again and making our move further south to the sort of desert area. Uh, a fairly long drive, and we stayed at uh, Yucca Valley, that was a really long drive, that one. And, and actually, it was very, very hot, wasn't it, going through all that desert area? We went through sort of past Palm Springs, didn't we? And, yeah. Um, and I think that the, the top temperature, the car thermometer uh, hit, well, outside temperature hit 107, I think that yeah. was about the hottest. It's probably hotter than that now as we record mm. this. But it was OK again, the roads. Yeah, you might see lots of traffic and many lanes and all that, but it's all durable. We were very close to the entrance to the park, though, so of course we got our tickets. We just found time to have a bite to eat, and then we hit the park, pulled over and enjoyed Sunset, uh, Joshua Tree National Park, which was obviously the focus for that uh, that part of the trip. Saw uh, a few deceased rattlesnakes, um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a quite very different. I mean, the, the Joshua trees are all over the place, and the, the big rocky landscapes, huge rocks um, just sort of almost... Mm drop there throughout the the landscape but the nice thing about the park is you can go from top to bottom in in a few hours yeah uh, and and that's what we did partly due to the excessive heat it was a case of driving along pulling over and there are loads of pull-off points you know there's, there's some in actual car parks some you just pull over on the side of the road leave the engine running leave the aircon on nip out take a photo jump back and and away we went but that was impressive i I loved it i absolutely loved it and i loved the joshua trees and the first half of the park there's loads of them and the second half it goes into cactuses and it's where the um colorado desert meets the nevada desert am i right there phil uh something like that something like that i'm sorry my geography is a bit off here it was a while back now um but you can walk and do trails in Joshua Tree. So you can go and do this sort of disused mines and things. I'm not suggesting go jumping down those. Um, but the ones that are safe to visit, you can. It was just too hot, so we didn't. But we went to one place where I was determined to get out the car. Um, and there was a little warning um, sign for bees. We thought, oh. Anyway, we pulled up. And they were swarming around the car, so much so that we, we felt we couldn't get out of the car. But they'd obviously chosen one particular spot. So we moved back and another parking spot where it wasn't so bad. Um, and the notorious orange phone case also, again, attracted a lot of attention from them. So I quickly put that away. And I'm a bit squealy and a bit screamy when there's things buzzing around me. So I did embarrass Phil a bit again on that particular stop. But uh, I did my best and we managed to get away from them. But they were absolutely, there were loads and loads and loads of bees. Weren't I've never seen so many bees in a, in a place. And then um, there is there are bathrooms dotted through the park. But I would suggest that you try to go before in the visitor centre um, rather than wait when you go there because Phil went to use the bathroom at the bee place and uh, it was like something out of a horror film, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just because it was covered. <laughs> and the other thing to bear in mind with these is that there's mountain, they call them mountain bathrooms or whatever. They're holes in the ground. Yeah, uh, but the, I think the, when he came out and said, he said to some chap, don't go in there. And it was like that horror thing of they were mm. literally swarming over the seat and swarming, yeah. oh. So, yeah. That was um, that was the bees. I mean, it might have just been seasonal. The, the need to get out the car there was because of the view, really. Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic I, view of the San Andreas Fault and oh, other stuff. Amazing. And you can see uh, roadrunners around there. We didn't see a roadrunner. Again, oh, we didn't see a roadrunner. But we saw quail. There were loads of little quail, weren't there? And they're not like quails we have. Different looking kind mm. of quail. But we saw lots of those running around. Um, and they also had the long-eared rabbits, which we saw didn't we? We yeah. saw those as well. Um, and you can see um, the goats with the big 
curly horns but we didn't we didn't see any of those unfortunately but there's there's even in a place like that which is so sort of deserted and deserty um it's still fascinating and it's still beautiful to look at in its own way yeah and there was some old abandoned mines here and there and all that but uh, yeah it was very good so after that uh we then hit the road to our next stop which was san clemente and here it was a case of me meeting up with my old mate Andy, uh, who's been living in the States since 1990. So great reunion. Uh, we were staying at the Best Western Hotel in San Clemente. Um, nice hotel, good room, good facilities. Uh, tiny breakfast room, but that's by the by. And it was just great to meet up with the friends. I mean, you know, nowadays you do converse on social media and the like, but there's nothing like actually meeting up. And we had a really nice Chinese meal in Dana Point. And then the next day, he nice for me. I mean, I, I love driving and I find that driving in America is, is easy to do. But it was nice that Andy said, no, well, you know, you, you've done plenty of it. I'll just drive you around. So we just we spent some time looking around Dana Point. We went on to the pier at San Clemente and then we moved up to San Juan Capistrano. And that was really nice. It was a nice afternoon light. Saw some trains coming and going and had a drink um, and in the evening uh, we met with his Andy's wife Laura who's uh, a California native as it were and we had a great Mexican meal and it was a really nice um, sort of weekend really it sort of coincided with their weekend and on the second day we went to the mission didn't we sir at uh, San Juan Capistrano which uh, we saw hummingbirds nice to see those in the natural wild it was a bit gloomy then though as well we said it was a bit bit overcast that that day in fact it was weird we thought it was going to be warmer there and and, and cooler in some of the parks so it was completely the other way around we Mm. had no idea but it was somewhere in Capistrano is really nice and there's the the mission there is is, has a lot of history to it um and uh, it the the swallows of San Capistrano are famous hey so there's the swallows in there so of course we basked in a bit of you know we are the swallows and uh we enjoyed ourselves around there and it was so nice to have a friend um like take you around and and things and then we had a really unexpected stop the next day we took a train to San Diego uh, so we got to do another city which we weren't expecting and the, again there's some, a few tips for you here if you're going to San Diego we got a train so it actually got on at San Clemente didn't we I think in the end or did we get on at no, San we went Juan to, at San but Juan. you can get on at either yeah. and we got on at San Juan and we went all the way down to San Diego on the trains quite a long journey but it was just terrific to see uh, the, the coast and to watch the surfers and there's this massive uh, army Base, mm-hmm. isn't there Huge. that spreads or like naval, for miles or naval like, yeah. I can't remember which one a military place <clears throat> and we saw that and then when we got you get to San Diego is get off at the old town because the historic old town is almost like a living museum and that was where we saw the stagecoach that's mm. what they called not coach males male coaches the stagecoach museum and uh, we had some traditional Mexican food and if you love Mexican food you've got to go to California especially Southern California it was very um, um, it was really good and uh, that was really brilliant before then making our way down to the more modern part where there's all the ships docked and everything. USS Midway is like a sort of floating museum there. Uh, again, we had slightly gloomy weather, um, but I, I quite enjoyed San Diego. Going to sort of visit it again. It was great being on those big double deck Amtrak trains because mm. we'd seen them and you hear them, you know, when they're pinging the bell and tooting the horn and all that sort of stuff but yeah so that was uh that was really enjoyable that visit and friendly people thoroughly recommend a trip to san diego and and actually taking the train you know you, you, the usual thing traffic will be busy if you if you go on the roads and it was nice to give it a break so um so yeah another top tip after san diego and saying goodbye to andy we then took to the road again so this was for this final leg of our trip we stopped at Costa Mesa to uh, meet up with John Glover, one of my headshot crew photography friends. And it was so kind of John to give us some time at his studio. We spent about an hour or so. He took took a headshot of me just for a bit of, a, a bit of exercise, I suppose. And I guess we saw another bit of the area. So Costa Mesa was on our way. And we stayed up Highway 1. I guess it was a bit more stop-start traffic. But you see some sites. I mean, the Long Beach area and the Harbour area... Uh, it's just massive. I mean, if you think about it, it's infrastructure that's supporting Los Angeles. Uh, so 
you'd expect that. You know, it needs to have a big port and harbour. Um, Long Beach. Well, I, I, it was very we, industrial. <laughs> we were we were told, oh, don't bother driving through Long Beach. It's actually not that nice around there. Um, go back onto the whatever the other highway was. But we we stayed on it. And actually, yeah, don't bother. Don't yeah. don't bother driving through Long Beach. It, it, I was I actually was a bit like, ooh, I don't really like it around here. It was it felt a bit kind of scary, didn't it? But yeah. oh, whatever, you know. But it was still interesting though to see it. Uh, and that that was really then our loop back because we didn't stay in LA itself. We stayed in Santa Monica, which was the end of Route sixty six. Yep. We well, we saw we actually drove on a bit of that, but I think we that did. was on our we, way we to did, Yucca Valley. We did drive on oh, Route sixty six. Anyway. No, it was only for about a few feet. It felt. Um, I've got some pictures somewhere. But oh, sorry, you're right, Sue. Yes, um, Santa Monica is right. the end of Route sixty six. Yeah. Sorry, it was just no, about fine. how we Don't touched it, and. Uh, we stayed at a, another bed and breakfast, which um, code for you're just going to get a bedroom with a, an ensuite. But that was a Channel Road Inn. It was an old historic building, very friendly, homemade food breakfast there, really good, really good. Beautiful it, food there. Yeah. No, I would recommend it from the food. And also um, its proximity to Beverly Hills and the back of Hollywood where, you, where, where we western had a little side, western yeah. side. Yeah, it, it, was, it was out a bit. I mean, we did walk to uh the pier from our uh, along the kind of beach path yeah. i suppose Didn't which was wait. probably about two miles but it was nice to get there on the pier we had fish and chips alaskan cod and all that and it was very nice Again, it was really nice price. and santa monica pier is just brilliant it is like a seaside pier that you'd get in the uk but uh, and i i mean just it's big and, and and wonderful um and colorful and bright and noisy and down to earth and um you know get, uh, me for me personally you know i'm a south london girl give me santa monica over carmel any day you know it was just full of life and joy and people enjoying themselves and eating and and having fun and going on the rides and yeah it was terrific it was good, i love santa time. monica it's a really it's a really great place and we had one of our best meals there didn't we yeah over the crossing from the pier yeah it's just there opposite um and we had uh, a meal there um on our first full day in santa monica so we would had a look in downtown had a coffee had a wander around uh took it in uh, enjoyed a bit of the daytime on the pier so had the meal there that was okay that was a that was a nice sort of experience i guess the the other elements or the other part of the trip was to to pay a visit to hollywood which people have said it's a bit tacky it's a bit naff it was we decided to not bother driving there we got uh, we ended up getting lyft rather than uber because uber let us down I won't bore you with the details but lyft i'd recommend them if you're in the states they tend to be just better than uber but same model. So we didn't spend long there. We went on the Walk of Fame. We went to the Chinese Theatre and saw the the imprints in the in the tar, uh, pavement concrete, whatever it is, there. And that was okay. But then we hopped back and actually, when we got the lift back to Santa Monica, we said, "Actually, can you drop us at that grill place?" And we had another meal there. And they gave us a free dessert, which was absolutely fantastic. Because they recognised us. Yeah, and they said, they, "Oh, they... you came back," which was really nice. Nice sort of to to extend that kind of. Um, friendliness really and uh then we had a bit of a walk back i wanted to see the apartments where uh, stan laurel had lived but they were being completely and utterly renovated so you couldn't really see them which is not the end of the world and then we got our final lift back and that was really then the last part of our holiday so wasn't it that mm. was the end of our uh, kind of days out the following morning it was about breakfast then hitting the road to take the car back and because we actually picked the car up a bit earlier, obviously we had to drop it off earlier to avoid overage charges. Very, very speedy service. Um, they told us that we'd done 1,777 miles. It was worth every one of them. Um, and then we just hung around because we were early. at hung, hang around in the airport a bit. I don't think the security controls are as tight as they would be in the UK. We saw people just leaving their bags and wandering off. So be mindful of that if you're in LAX. But overall... I would say it was a thoroughly enjoyable trip. Would we do it again? Yes. I mean, I would like to see a bit more of San Francisco, actually spend some time at, you know, in the Golden Gate area in the park and um, sort of dedicate a day also back going over the, the bridge to Sausalito and then perhaps go north so we could see the Redwoods, mm. uh, perhaps up towards Oregon, Seattle. But that, that's for another day. I think overall it gets my thumbs up. So, Phil, can I just ask you, though, what, what would you say would 
was your top three highlights sort of don't miss from from our loop don't miss mm. yosemite mm-hmm. stands out san francisco stands out and i know that's very general but also for its complete contrast i would say joshua tree mm. so very much the parks and the big things because you know if you went off season to the parks that we went to and you were you could follow the trails, you know, you could yeah. go hiking. We we didn't really do that. And we Too wouldn't hot. do that in that heat. Mm. So what about you, Sue? Your top um, three? My top three. Uh, Alcatraz. I know that because obviously that's part of San Francisco. But Alcatraz, definitely. Uh, Santa Monica, just because of the sheer fun and vibrancy of it. Um, and gosh, what would be... Oh, um, actually the 17-mile drive, I think. Mm. I think I would say that because just of how beautiful it was and the wildlife and, uh, you know, and, and seek out different places like Morro Bay, who nobody would have heard of, you know, but you've got... And, you've, and you turn up and there's a this little colony of sea lions. They've built a jetty for them and, they you know, they're always there. Things like that that you're not quite expecting. So don't just go for the big places. Mariposa, the Gold Rush, the wonderful um, museum there. Look for those places that Mm. perhaps are a little bit off the beaten track that you've not heard of. I think we used the Lonely Planet Guide to help plan some of it, didn't we? Yeah, and there's another guy by Guy Moon, I think. Oh, yes, Moon Travel. And I think that's written by an America, and they they do quite a few different ones. And that was a really good book to help plan. Uh, You know, just try somewhere a little bit different. Um, And, uh, yeah, so... Oh, and and one more tip, sorry, for me on food, because it's very important to me. Um, I would say that if you go, if you want to eat well, eat in the authentic Thai or Chinese or Mexican or Vietnamese we had. You know, so where the the people are from that um, region and they own the restaurant, that's, you will eat wonderfully because it's the, you know, it's their food. That would be a tip for me. Sue? Thank you very much for joining me on episode 22 of Phil's Photography Journey podcast, the special travel edition for the California road trip. Thank you very much for having me, Phil. I've really enjoyed it and I do hope I get the chance to come on again when we've done something else. I'm sure that will happen. How could people find you? Ah, well, if they want to find me, if they find you, I'm normally not far behind or in front, one or the other. Um, But I am on Instagram. And it's at Sue underscore Swallow. Uh, That's probably the best place to sort of find me. Um, And anyone out there looking for a mature, middle-aged actress, you can find me on Spotlight. Jolly good. Thank you. Uh, I'm at www.philswallow.com where all my various social links are um, contained. Thank you for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please feedback. Until next time. Signing off. Goodbye.